welcome everyone to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andrego, and thanks again for being a part of this journey. On this week's episode, I welcome in Adam and Catherine Frazier, who are an adventurous married couple living on the road in their self-converted Sprinter van. Um, really cool story. They travel all around the U.S. and Canada, scoping out the best coffee shops, eating tacos and ice cream, and you know, just enjoying nature, uh, visiting a lot of national parks and what have you. Um, and they actually are helping a lot of travelers, you know, spend less time and stress planning their next trip so it's more enjoyable with their detailed travel guides, YouTube videos, travel resources, you name it. Uh, I, I just really enjoyed chatting with uh, Adam and Catherine. They're a really cool couple. Uh, we got into more than just travel. We talked about su- support systems. We talked about, you know, getting laid off and, and kind of how that propelled some new adventures in their life. So. I think you guys will enjoy this wide-ranging conversation. I know I did. So without further ado, my chat today with Adam and Catherine Frazier. Let's get it started. Adam, Catherine, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining today. Thank you so Thanks much for, for having us. us. Yeah, I'm really excited about this because, you know, I saw that you guys were on my my buddy Ryan's podcast and hearing a little of that story and, and some of the stuff, I just think it's really cool what y'all are doing. And it kind of aligns with a lot of the just get started stuff. I mean, some of the research I did and, and some of your story is it, just incredible. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I would ever do that. <laughs> like just <laughs> pick up and go. So I want to talk, there's a couple things I want to go through here. And uh, I want to start though, just a very simple question. Um, how, how did you guys meet? <laughs> So we're both uh, from Texas, and uh, we were working uh, at a burger place in Austin, Texas, and um, I was doing like the morning shift kind of thing, and I was getting the food ready, and it was your first day? Yeah, it was my first day on the job. Yeah, and uh, the manager was, you know, walking her around, introducing her, and, you know, know, showing her the ropes, whatever, and uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> he 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 introduced me to Adam. He's like, oh, this is Adam. He also goes to UT, the yeah. University of Texas. Yeah. I was like, oh, what year are you? And he was kind of like, oh, like fifth or sixth. And I was like, oh, so you're much older. Cause I just finished my freshman year. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I mean, not that I was like going into this looking for love, but I didn't. I was like, oh, he's older. And then I found out he had a girlfriend. I was like, okay, yeah, no to him. <laughs> but look at us now. <laughs> well, how did that work out then? That just you know, over time it took or well him and his girlfriend broke up that summer I think we actually were taught he doesn't really remember but I was like I'm pretty sure you had a girlfriend when we met but he him and I became friends we were friends I think we kind of tried to date for a second but it didn't really work out and we became friends we we're almost exactly to the day I think of a year after we met on my first day we started dating so we were friends for a while and then you know, they well, say like in between that though, I was, um, I was, I was just about to graduate, you know, college and all that. And I was going to be a teacher and I was not ready to, uh, enter the real world, I guess. And so, um, I went to a job fair and, you know, I was graduating in December, so it's not really the best time to graduate for teachers. And, uh, there's, you know, tons of school districts there. I didn't talk to any of them, but there was this one guy there that, um, was, you know, talking about traveling to Australia and like, we have a job for you, a phone and all this stuff. And so I thought that sounded better than actually working. So uh, a real job, I guess. And so I kept talking to him and a few months down the road, I, um, you know, went to Australia, but the lead up to that, 
we started like talking more and, and things like that. And then I got over there and planned to stay for a while. And um, I, I just kind of was homesick. And like I said, we were talking more and I missed her. And actually I ended up surprising her when I came back. She was working at a Starbucks and surprised her. And so that was fun. So, and then. Yeah, we started dating like maybe two months before he went to Australia. So we were not really sure what was going to happen with that. But then when he left, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to marry him one day. So <laughs> I stuck with it. And three months later, he came back. And I always say like, they, you can get out of the friend zone because we truly were friends and then now we're married. So, well, the reason I bring that up is, and I, and, you know, I wanted to go on a kind of different approach and obviously there'll be a few things I want to talk about with, you know, the travel and all that, but one of the really big keys to kind of the just get started mission and what a lot of folks talk about when they're on the podcast is support systems. And at least Mm -hmm. the optics, now you guys can tell me otherwise, but the optics looks like you guys actually get along. And you and and you make you have to make decisions every day. I mean, the fact of like, where do you choose to go? You know, I was I was reading some stuff um, before, but like I was joking. Looks like you guys have have some different tastes in music. So like, who picks the radio? You know, like what do you listen yeah. to? You know, who's picking the Spotify channel? So I'm just curious to actually get into more of the support side of things first. Is like yeah. how how did you one realize that okay, there's this connection between you two? Were there certain things that you did question-wise? Was there certain things you discovered or was it just kind of instantaneous? I'm more curious to know because I've been in some relationships that weren't great and just figuring out like, you know, why does it work for y'all? Is there, is there a certain formula you found out or is there certain things that you do to, to support each other, respect, trust each other, those type of things? That's such a great question yeah, that no one's ever asked us. So yeah. I guess... I would say we're pretty opposite in certain ways. So I'm more, I wouldn't say I'm extroverted. I'm actually pretty introverted, but I give off a more like outgoing, talkative, chatty vibe. Whereas Adam's very quiet and, you know, he's not one to just like start a conversation with a stranger, which maybe I'm not either, but he's more quiet. I'm more chatty. Um, People would think I'm extroverted. He's definitely more introverted. And certain things like that like we're complete opposites he's also very relaxed and chill I'm very high stress like type a personality but I think at the core we have a lot of the same values and so at first it was kind of an adjustment for me when we started dating because he is so quiet and even now I'm like are you okay is something wrong it's his like least favorite question of all time I've gotten that ever since I could probably talk I guess are you okay (laughs) Yeah, so like I'm definitely more introverted, and uh, I was gonna say like more go with the flow, relax, like, and she's not, and so <laughs> that just kind of it's a, a double-edged sword, I guess, because it's great for me. Like, all right, you just decide what we're gonna do. I'm cool. I'll, I'm down with anything, but it's also like she wants me to be more, you know, decisive on like, we're gonna go here and do this and and these kinds of things, where she wants more help with that. But um, but I think we bounce each other out. And that was kind of my point. Is yeah. like. I think when we first met, it wasn't like love at first sight. And I think getting to know him, he just seemed like a really good guy. And I'm a very, I was very picky. I didn't date much, to be honest, because I just had like unreasonable expectations, I guess. And he just was a really solid human being. And then eventually boyfriend and now husband, just an awesome guy. And I think we really balanced each other out in a lot of ways. So and negatively, I've maybe made him more stressed out about things than he used to be, but he's kind of helped calm me down a bit. 
and be a little bit more go with the flow. And I just think that we opposites attract. And I always maybe thought I'd be with someone who was a little bit more like life of the party outgoing. Not that he's not the life of the party, (laughs) (laughs) but, (laughs) but I always thought maybe in my mind, I'd want to be with someone more like me. Who's a little bit more like bubbly and chatty, but I think it really just works. We, we just really balance each other out. And I think that's what it comes down to. But at the end of the day, like our values are the same. So we really like believe in the same things, want the same things in life. And we may like approach things slightly differently, but it's helped us grow and learn from each other. Well, the fact that you all are basically together 24 <laughs> seven, unlike, you know, other, other folks, yeah. well, obviously yeah. we're in a pandemic. So a lot of folks are, are pushed together because of that working from home. But when folks would go away for the day, like, you know, you, you maybe don't see each other as much. I, I'm curious. And again, you guys go as deep as you want with this, or you can punt on it if you want to, but what happens when you guys do get in arguments or you don't agree on something? How do you get back to square one together? Are there certain techniques you found that work? Are there are there practices that you've done um, so that you can stay kind of in that kind of love type and not get always in animosity? I think my, uh, I don't know, one of my um, go-to thoughts, I guess, is like time heals everything kind of a deal. So it, when sh- we're really frustrated about uh, whatever, I, 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 I think like adding on to it is just going to make things worse. So if I kind of back up and back out, it, things will kind of simmer down a little bit. And so that's kind of my, I kind of try to give some space and, um, and let it, let things like settle. And then we'll try to put the pieces back together. And to be completely honest, we don't really argue much. We're very fortunate that we don't really get in fights. I'd say if anything, I will get stressed out about different things and maybe take it out on each other, but we're never like really like fighting with each other. I think our issue sometimes is we just, since we're with each other all the time, we, if we're stressed out about something else, we take it out on the other person. So I think sometimes for me, like he said, he kind of like backs off a bit. He's very patient. And I'm so thankful for that because I, like I said, I am a more high stress person. And so whenever I am stressing out, he's always very like calm and he doesn't like yell at me. He's always like, tries to be very supportive, which I appreciate. And I think that helps me a lot is just to kind of calm down. I think I also lately, I just try to like take a moment and just be silent and just be with my thoughts. I'm, I feel like we're very communicative with each other. So typically like we don't have things that build up into a fight because well, one, we're with each other all the time. Like that would be really awkward. I think as things upset us or we're frustrated about stuff, we just kind of talk about it and we try to keep things very open and communicative. That way things don't ever blow up to be a big issue. But I mean, there've been a few times, I'm not going to lie, where we were both very, very frustrated and like, he'll go take Kona on a walk and I'll just stay in the van and then we'll come back together and then we'll be fine. Or we'll talk it out and we'll be okay. Well, I want to talk a little bit about, so one of the things I read, you guys can fact check me on this, but is, you know, kind of the serendipity as it always does um, comes into play where you guys may not be doing what you're doing today. If there wasn't for this job layoff that happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. So can, can you share a little bit about that, you know, kind of getting that news and then what, what are the days or weeks after what, what did the, what were those like as a relationship? What were those like internally? Um, yeah. Just share that a little bit, because I, I know a lot of folks have gone through that recently and do go through that. I'm curious how you can share how you handled it. Yeah. So I, this was in 2016 and I do think this was like a humongous 
catalyst to where we are now because we moved to Seattle after, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I was in Boise, Idaho at a work event because I'm was an i an events manager. So I was running an event in Boise, and my colleague, who's also an events manager back in Austin, calls me and was like, we got an email saying there was going to be this like company-wide surprise meeting. Never really a good sign. So I was in this event. I couldn't really like tune into it or anything. So she calls me after super upset saying they're laying off 12% of the company. They basically said, just they'll check your email. They'll email you if you're one of the ones being let go. She's freaking out thinking she's being let go. I just knew in my, in like my gut that I was going to be one of them. I've, I feel like intuition is something that I don't know. It's always been really right for me. And I just really felt like I'm going to be one of them. So I'm of course freaking out because I'm in a different state. I have to fly home. And sure enough, um, I was actually one of like the couple people since we weren't actually in the office at the time that actually got a phone call, not an email being let go, which might've actually been worse. It's more awkward that way. So I got a phone call. I knew it was coming. My coworker I was with took me out to a nice steak dinner on the company, which definitely helped a little bit. And then I flew home all my stuff had been shut off. I had no computer, like nothing to do on my flight. I'm just sitting there freaking out. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Like at that point, I'd say we were pretty 50, 50 split on income. So we were losing like half of our income by me losing my job. Backstory on that though. So we had been discussing moving to Seattle. We were kind of sick of living in Austin. We wanted something different. We wanted to be more outdoors. So we had already been talking about the next summer. This was in end of June so like a year from then moving to Seattle so one of my first thoughts when I found out I was getting laid off was I think we should just do it like we should just move now like this is a sign like why bother searching for a job in Austin when we don't plan to be there much longer anyway so I obviously broke the news to Adam we're both like oh we've never been through this before I guess the weeks after that we actually had a trip planned to Kauai (laughs) like a week after I got laid off, which we thankfully we, we saved to travel. We have like a travel savings account. So basically the trip was paid for. We were going to lose money if we bailed on it. So we just decided to go for it. Best trip ever, because I'm not worried about work. I mean, it helped take my mind off of it, but we get back and we kind of just went into like job hunting mode. We were like, let's try to make this happen. So we were both frantically just applying for jobs. Adam was home because it was summer at the time. And so that was kind of our first exposure of being together 24-7. And it's kind of a rough time to be together 24-7 because I'm like crying all the time. So I'm so like, feel like such a failure that I lost my job and never thought it would happen to me because I've always been a good student, you know, a hard worker. And so we were just researching, trying to find jobs. And Adam landed a job within a week of applying yeah, well, we said, like, if, if one of us gets a job while we're applying, we're just going to do it, at least one of us, you know, and it only took me a week to get that other, another teaching job up there. And so, yeah, we made a decision. Let's just go. So, so a couple weeks helped. later. Yeah, that helped. And of course, <laughs> some. Seattle's very expensive. Yeah. So one, a teacher salary was probably not going to help us live there. So we knew I had to get a job, but I had a couple prospects. So we just decided to take the plunge and go for it. And I always say like, it felt at the time, like the biggest failure of my life. And I obviously never want to go through it again, but it also was the best thing that ever happened to us because we had always lived, well, mostly always lived in Texas near family. And had we had that full year to just try to plan the Seattle move, there's a chance we could have been talked out of it or not done it. 
but that just kind of was the kick in the butt to go do it. And we did it. And without that, we would a hundred percent not be here today. We would be probably in the suburbs in a house with like a kid potentially complete opposite (laughs) of what we're doing now, which isn't fine. That we probably would have loved that too. (laughs) We wanted that eventually then. Um, so that was the plan then, but now life has just been so different. (laughs) Well, so whose grand idea was it to get a van and go travel around the country? It was kind of a joint thing, I guess. I mean, we had been living in Seattle for a couple of years and, you know, traveling. We were going every weekend. We bought a brand new car, so we, it was reliable. So we would go to hiking, little small towns, Canada, Portland, Oregon. Every weekend we were, we were gone, and uh, we just kept wanting to do that. And we were thinking, like, we want to go see other parts of the country. And it's kind of hard if we're based here. We want to be able to base, you know – in different areas and so it was the weekend before was it 2018 20 i don't remember it was <laughs> labor day labor day right before school started and uh we went down to crater lake for the weekend and we're just thinking like let's i don't know let's just do it let's figure something out so we you know ran through the options of uh like uh pull behind trailers like vans uh rb all the options and and we just kept talking about it and we landed on van just because of the flexibility of it and other benefits. And uh, we just, I don't know, we just kind of went with it and yeah. always stuck on the van. So. Were, you, were you still teaching, Adam, at the yeah, time? Yeah, it was, it was uh, like I said, the weekend before. They always start right after Labor Day. And we were like, all right, let's do the van thing, you know, like, uh, let's do it. And um, I was just like, I'm, I'll quit right now. We can and I was quit. like, like no, I can, we can buy the van now. <laughs> like, we can get started on it. I'm ready. Yeah. But, um, We've been saving for a house in Seattle. Yeah. And so we had some money saved, but we had just paid out of, out of pocket for him to get his master's online. So definitely much cheaper than like a master's at like an in-person university. Mm-hmm. But that definitely took a good amount of the house savings. And so we had some money saved, but we used that time from Labor Day until end of, or, yeah, end of January when we actually bought the van to like save up enough money to buy the van, which the van is financed, but to put money down on the van and then pay the van conversion in cash. So I was like, you can't quit yet because we, yeah. we need to save some more money first. Yeah, how does the van conversion work? That's uh, that's interesting. Uh, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of tears and blood and <laughs> frustrations, yeah. So, now, did you do that, or did you have, like, a company yeah. build it out for you? No, we did it. Um, with my dad, with yeah. Dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, once we, you know, decided on the van, we just started researching. You know, there's other – there's tons of van life stuff out there and um, different – creators they put out um uh, templates or like a blueprint and so we would look at the different ones and we bought a couple that we liked for the layout we liked and just kind of tweaked here and there and so um we kind of got with her dad and kind of started researching well how do we put in the bathroom how do we make the bed how do we do all the stuff and just piece by piece electrical plumbing yeah Yeah, so the van was an empty cargo van when we bought it so it was just bare metal walls and now it's our home which is crazy like it has insulation like a house it has wiring like a house it's truly like a tiny home on wheels and we did that with the help of my dad I mean without him we would have never been able to do it but yeah hiring someone was going to be about four times the cost that we spent to build it ourselves so it was worth it in the end but it was a lot of hard work it took us about seven months to do where are you guys recording from right now though Kentucky. <laughs> no, I'm like, where are you sitting in like a building or? This is our van. Yeah. You are not. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. 
Holy shnikes. That's the back doors. It's a little messy. Wow, that looks way bigger than I thought it was. Well, people do say, I would, I think like the friends that we've shown the van to in real life will say it's bigger in real life than they thought it would be, but yeah. it's not big by any means. I mean, we can squeeze past each other in the in the hallway or the kitchen. It's all it's all one space. All the same. <laughs> we can squeeze past each other. I mean, it's tight, but it is small in here. But we honestly think it's the perfect amount of space for us. Like we don't uh, hardly ever feel annoyed by the amount of space mm-hmm. we have. What are what are some of the things? I'm just thinking this on the fly. I'm, what are some of the things that we probably take for granted, like living in a house? that you all have to deal with on a day-to-day basis with water, water and all water. forms. Yeah. We have water tanks we have to fill up to even yeah. be able to wash dishes, wash our hands, take a shower and finding places to fill up water without like staying in an RV park, which we don't really do. We stay for free almost every night, like on free, can, land, yeah. free public land, um, Walmarts if needed. So finding water can be tricky. Uh, electricity we just have to watch it more than the normal homeowner so um yeah we have three batteries that we have to conserve and um just, we can't run solar. it down yeah so we charge it by solar and um, there's a thing connected to the engine the alternator that powers the batteries as we drive um and something we don't have hooked up right now is um what most rvers have is where you can plug it up to you know an outlet a house or an rv park and charge the batteries that way which is something that's kind of a thorn in our side right now that we're going to get solved and handled over uh, the holidays. So, yeah. So, I mean, anytime we need to charge laptops or phones, like we're using the power that we've generated ourselves. And so if we're not driving for a few days, our power drops really fast. If we're not getting enough sun, it drops really fast. So that was probably the hardest thing to learn when we hit the road was just how to manage power. We were used to just plugging in things whenever you just pay the bill. Now we don't have a bill, but we have a limited amount of power. So I think those are probably, and, and internet's also another one that we use hotspots and that's pretty limited as well. Before COVID, we would go into like coffee shops, Whole Foods, Starbucks, libraries and work, but now that's not really an option. So we're having to conserve our hotspot data more than we did before. And so that's something that also can be problematic so at times. All the, all the, in other words, all the basic necessities of <laughs> modern life <laughs> yeah. you take for granted. Yeah. <laughs> Was the goal when you all started out on this thing just to kind of go travel and, and see the country and everything? What, because I know a lot of stuff you're doing now with the YouTube channel and videos and obviously trying to help, you know, I think you're blogging, right? Trying to help travelers and stuff like that. Was that the initial idea or did that just kind of spawn as you guys started these travels? Like, hey, why don't we document this? Why don't we help folks and, and grow it into something? Yeah, I mean, we had the roots set down. Like you said, we had the blog and we had just started a YouTube channel before that. And we were doing some things in the Pacific Northwest with that. Um, but I think the ultimate reason it came down to we just wanted to see more places yeah. and do more things and mm-hmm. experience everything that is around us that we can. So Yeah, we'd already started the blog and YouTube as a way to just help people with the travels we were already doing. We would do a lot of weekend trips, like we said, but also a few times a year fly places as well. We had started to try to do more international travel. And so our goal was just to help people travel. And then the van was just more of a way for us to have be able to travel more ourselves and I guess the perk is that we get to share that with others too. Now, just so everyone's aware, like, because they might be wondering how the heck do they travel around? Like, where do they get money and stuff? You all both have, Adam, I wrote this down. You have a web design company, right? And Catherine, you're in event management. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you work work for a company? 
Yeah. So I work for a tech company. So it's like your typical corporate job, but it's a 100% remote company. So everyone pretty much, no one, well, right now, no one works in an office anyway, but before then very few people actually worked in the one office we have, which is in Paris, France. Okay. Um, So we have people working all over. And so I made sure they knew about the van because I started the job right when we decided to get the van, but not when we actually bought it. So in that window, I made sure they were okay with what we were going to do before we actually bought the van and hit the road. But yeah, so I work, it's a nine to five in the sense that it's corporate, but I work different hours. It's very flexible. So I work really early in the morning to the afternoon, typically. Awesome. Uh, what about the, from a web design? Cause obviously I mean, that's a big transition from teaching school. How did you get into yeah, that? What was, I, it, um, I do have that. Um, but what most of my time is spent on right now is, um, I do this, I'm not sure if you've heard of this thing called a VIP kid or VIP kid. It's teaching one-on-one, uh, English to students in China. Oh, um, no. yeah. So yeah, it's, um, it's a completely like flexible schedule and you get paid per class and the kids book you. So um, depending on like they rate you and everything. So depending on your ratings and your availability, your schedule is kind of, kind of, it's, it's flexible, but it's also kind of dependent on them. So it's good and bad. But, um, if you have your schedule open, it's a higher chance obviously of getting booked. So I spend, uh, my morning hours on that because their classes are for when it's evening time for them. So it's basically a 12 to 14 hour time difference. And it's worse as you go west. So sometimes I would we would start at like three and four in the morning yeah. to teach classes. So that's uh it's, <laughs> it's, it's tough to get up that early and be peppy for kids online. Um, and so so I spend time on that, and then also we're trying to work on a more uh, balance of our of our blogging and things like yeah. that. So I'm doing a lot of writing on that. Okay. And, um, together and i manage the our website and things so so he's kind of phasing a bit out of the web design stuff okay kind of figuring out where his passions lie more and yeah, kind of for sure. putting more energy towards those things versus versus things that you well, know maybe he's not as passionate about yeah i mean especially if you guys are trying to grow the blog and youtube channel and stuff yeah. i mean you, you, you know you want to you got to get that out there more so it, it makes a lot of sense um he's very helpful <laughs> what uh how do you choose where to travel how do you, who makes that decision? Well, it's hard. So when we got started, it was, we, so on our list now is we want to see all the national parks and we're about halfway done now. Um, but kind of what we've recently learned over the last month or two, um, we've really started to take a more interest in like the places that are more off the beaten path that not everyone thinks of right off the bat, like, you know, the major national parks, instead of going there, we'll go to more of the smaller state parks or some of the smaller cities. Instead of going to New York City, we'll go to the smaller towns in upstate New York or something, which we haven't been to yet. But um, things like that, that uh, they're kind of interesting, more interesting to us at this point. So another thing is like, we'll plan stuff and then it'll completely change. Yeah, that's another like, thing. So for example, a good example is this past week. So earlier this week, we were supposed to be at Great Smoky Mountain National Park. We've been working our way kind of down east for the fall to see all the fall colors. We got there. We kind of got to the area or close to the area on Friday. Everything was just so crowded everywhere we went. It was just tons of people together. One, we didn't feel comfortable with that with the pandemic currently. And two, we just don't really like crowds. So we spent pretty much all day Monday because I took some days off from work so we could go to the park, just 
spent hours trying to figure out where the heck do we go next. So it was a great exercise to figure figure out like how do we decide this. So we were looking for places that maybe weren't as popular, but kind of close to where we were. We ended up going to the Cumberland Gap, which is like where Kentucky, Virginia, and Tennessee all meet basically, like in the like Appalachian Mountain region. And so we spent a couple of days there, and it was amazing. Like awesome. we w- we never even knew about it, and we just decided to go there because we saw there were a couple cool looking hikes and we got a campsite and it was awesome. We saw very few people. The nature was beautiful. And so while we're sad, we missed the national park. We're just, we're really happy. We made that decision to go somewhere else. And, you know, lately it's kind of, we plan a lot around the season. So we have a dog with us, which I don't think we've mentioned her at all, Mm -hmm. but we do have a dog with us. And so the van doesn't have like an actual AC unit. So we'd be very mindful of the temperature And so we only try to travel places where the temperature will be mild. That way, if we do need to leave her in the van, she'll be comfortable and safe. Mm -hmm. So we try to, you know, go west more, west in the winter, like Florida in the winter. And then in the, in the summer, kind of also go like Northwest where it stays cooler and not, you know, not be in Texas. Um, So we kind of plan our route a, a lot around that. And then just places we see in other people's videos or on Instagram, which I know sounds kind of like easy, like people, you know, the whole Instagram thing, but we'll see a cool place. And we're like, we want to go there someday. And so we just try to map a route based on maybe a few key places and then find places in between. And I'd say we're very much in sync on what we want to see and do. We have the same interests when it comes to traveling, eating a lot of food, getting coffee, ice cream, hiking. Those are mostly our hobbies. So he likes to golf, which we don't always do, but we we tend to be very over. If you come over here to Raleigh, I'll take you out. We'll go out and play. Let's do it. <laughs> when you guys come to North Carolina? Well, we try. We try to do the Blue Ridge Parkway in Asheville. Yep. It was just so busy. But we were um, in your neck of the woods earlier this year before oh. we knew you and Ryan. So now we need to come back yeah. and hang out with you guys. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, give me, a, give me a heads up. We'll go tee it up. There's some good tracks around the area. So. <laughs> um, what, what's been the, and you can't, and by the way, it seems like you guys both love Hawaii. So you can't give Hawaii as the answer. Um, what's been the best spot you've traveled to? Let's take the Eastern half of the country and the Western half of the country. So one on each end. Okay. I'm glad you aren't including Hawaii. Cause that always makes answering these questions harder. Yeah. Cause like we don't want to not include Hawaii. Yeah. All right. Let me think for half a second. Hmm. Eastern and West. So you got to pick one on the Eastern half, one on the Western Where half. Be, where's the line? Like Texas, probably maybe like, yeah. Okay. In the, the Midwest is a line. We'll, we'll model it if we need to. I hope we pick different answers. So it's like our way of giving two answers. <laughs> That's kind of how we cheat sometimes. We're like, well, Adam says this and I say that. And then it's like two answers. I would say for the West, it's really hard because I think the entire West has my whole heart. Like we just love the West, West Coast, Pacific Northwest. But really at the end of the day, like we just, I love Washington so much. I mean, we lived there for three years. But it's just such a diverse state, rainforests, beaches, mountains, lakes, professional sports team, if that's your thing, cities. It just really, truly has everything, and it's just so beautiful. So I'd say my west one goes to Washington. And I need, I need to think about the east, so you can say your west. Yeah, in the west, I'm going to go with, uh, this was really hard because I have three states in mind. One of them was Washington, but recently we went there a few months ago, and I'm going to go with Montana because... Mm. Yeah, it, the mountains are crazy. The lakes are beautiful. You know, it's it's got that like, I think we really like places that are really green, with water and mountains. 
and that they have that there. So uh, I'm gonna go with that. Was your third one Idaho? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been my other one too. <laughs> Sorry, we we're really bad at these questions. We like to cheat and say more than we're. Yeah, that's fine. No, that's fine. I'm just more curious about because I, I mean, I've been around a, a decent amount of states, but not nearly traveled to like the hot spots. You know, I've, I've gone yeah. to state for business or something. But um, it's good just to hear kind of different things that are out there, um, in different cool spots. I've been really wanting to go to Montana. Yeah, I, I hear so many good things about that. Yeah. Wyoming's great too. That would have been my other one in Oregon and California. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, East is hard. I mean, we've so before COVID, we were trying to go up the East Coast. We made it to about. We ended up turning around in Wilmington, North Carolina. We had done like Raleigh, Durham, that area before yeah. that, then popped back down to meet up with a friend. And then we went back down to Texas and then we've been trying to do East this year. And now we're kind of moving back towards Texas. So we haven't spent a ton of time in the East, but we, I'm looking at a map. That's where I'm looking. I'm trying to like, look at all the States to spark some, some ideas. I would say probably for me, I really, we were just in West Virginia and I don't know if it's somewhere we would live necessarily, but I really enjoyed kind of the more remoteness of it and just, all of the beauty there. It's a place that kind of took us by surprise. We don't, hadn't heard much about West Virginia, but it's just really beautiful. There's really no large town there. It's just smaller towns, middle, mid-sized towns, tons of, as the song, the country roads, take me home song. That's right. about West Virginia. It's a lot of country roads and just, just mountains and hikes and outdoor activities. It just, I really, really enjoy it there. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. I was going to go with West Virginia too. So you still <laughs> my answer, but I think a good, uh, my other one was going to be North Carolina, actually, because, like you said, we've been to Wilmington, beautiful out there, uh, the Raleigh area, where else did we go? Asheville, we were Asheville. like Asheville. Asheville's really cool, yeah. you know, the parkways there. Um, there. We also did like a barbecue, like kind of not tour. tour kind of a deal. We only went to a couple places, but we tried like Eastern and Western, and, uh, you know, barbecue is big for me, so I really enjoyed that. And, nature and everything so yeah if you guys come to north carolina actually let me know in well in advance we'll go we'll meet up in uh, banner elk it's right near um right near boone which is you know like app, okay, uh, yeah, cool. um, app state but grandfather mountain is like is like a massive a big mountain there it's really cool to hike up on so that might be a cool spot for you guys to right. uh, we just drove by it the other day, but we didn't do anything because yeah. there are too many people. So, oh. we, But no, it's so beautiful over there. And we really want to come back and do more hiking, but maybe not like fall foliage season because like yeah. everyone's out trying to get photos of that. So yeah. we, we will be back because I would say North Carolina is definitely up there. It's a very diverse state too. Lots yeah. of stuff to do there. Yeah. That's what we like. We like diversity. What's uh? Well, I, actually, I just, I'll just ask now before I forget, what's the mileage on that, on that van right now? Oh, uh, it's at 45,000, 45, three. Like oh, that. and how old is the van? A year, year and a half? So we've been on the road about 14 months. Yeah. Okay. So okay. We, we put some mileage on it when we were building it, like going back and forth to like Home Depot and the lumber yard right. and stuff. But we didn't really put mileage on it till August of last year. Okay. So a little over a year, we've done about 40 thousand miles okay yeah, we, got, we got that extended warranty yeah. we knew uh we knew that 100k probably pretty fast yeah. yeah exactly what's uh what's been the hardest part of this journey what's besides, been the hardest part you guys think so besides kind of like the finding the common like necessities uh, like not i was gonna say food food's not hard to find we can find grocery stores yeah. but like water power that stuff's always pretty hard 
And I think a lot of people don't realize like that's, that's a lot of work in itself, just trying to like sustain our life in this every day. I would say for me personally, it's juggling like the work and vacation mindset. And to be honest, we don't really have much of a vacation mindset because everything we do is pretty much work these days, whether I'm working my job or in the evenings working on our blog and YouTube. And then even when we're like doing fun stuff, it's work because we're filming it. We're trying to, you know, document it the best way we can. But I think one of the hardest things when we first started was we had gone from traveling just for fun and like maybe spending more money because we had saved up money for a trip or, you know, we had time off of work so we could just do whatever we wanted on these trips to going from that vacation mindset to like, this is our life now mindset. And we'd be broke if we like had a vacation mindset because we'd want to do everything. And right. you know, we try to do fun stuff, every, like more expensive, I guess, paid activities every once in a while. But we try to limit how much we eat out, things like that. And I think it can be hard because we're nine, 80% of the time, 90% of the time we're in this van working. Like we're not doing anything fun, um, but people only see the fun. And it's hard when you're in a beautiful place and you want to go explore it, but you have to work. So I think that's, that's a really hard like mental shift and getting used to the fact that you can't just go do fun stuff all the time. Like you actually have to sit and work for me. That's the hardest because we want to go have fun, but we're really, really more limited than people might think we are. Maybe even thought we would be. Yeah, I agree with that. But I would say finding the hardest thing for me is finding a routine, a daily routine, like day to day, because it can look different every day depending on if we stay someplace that has service, great. We can get up and start working or do what we need to do. If we don't, then we've got to get up and go somewhere that has service. Um, we, when we were in Seattle, we would exercise almost every morning, go to the gym. We have the equipment to do all that. And um, I try as much as I can, but it's just, it's hard to get into the workout mindset, especially like you get up out of bed, you got to make the bed into the, into the table, get into the work mode. Um, tired, whatever, from traveling, things like that. So it's hard to get into that daily routine and keep that that same routine um, day by day. And so balancing like your health and balancing you know, the vacation mindset and, and then your work and things like that. Um, I think balance is a good word. That's balance, the hardest yeah. part. It's just juggling yeah. for us, especially right now, like working more traditional jobs in a sense and also doing this stuff full time it's really hard. Like we don't have much time. And then also just trying to juggle, like getting to do fun things and then also figuring out how to stay healthy and like, where are we going to sleep at night? It's just juggling and balancing a lot of stuff every single day. And so you don't get that, like, you're hardly ever not thinking of like, where am I sleeping tonight? How am I going to work out? How am I not going to get fired today? Mm -hmm. Things of that nature. Something that helps us though, is that we don't do very often is scheduling out basically by the hour, half hour, um, we don't do it as often as we need to, but every time we have things go a lot smoother. Um, so, but it's just, it's hard to break down and say like, Hey, we need to take 30 minutes and let's schedule out the next couple of days or the week or whatever. Especially but, like where we're going to sleep at night. Yeah. Because that can be really hard because on the East coast, it's really hard to find places to sleep for free. West coast, it's easier, for sure. but if we're trying to have, have service and whatnot, like so what we've been trying to do is plan out in advance, like where we're going to sleep every night. And I think a lot of people think van life is this like really fun, spontaneous adventure. And it can be, but you have, for us, we found, especially with working, we need to have structure and we need to be more planning in advance. Otherwise we could get ourselves into like a tough situation. So I think 
mean, I'm a planner by nature, so I kind of enjoy that aspect, but I think that's something that people think it's this like freeing thing and it is, but you still have to have some structure. Otherwise it's going to just be hard to get anything done and it's going to just be stressful. But then to throw a few wrenches into the routine that you just created or the, the schedule you just wrote out. So say it's been raining for a few days and we don't have very much power. So now we need to drive a few hours today instead of me getting a bunch of work done or, or whatever we had planned for that day. So that throws a wrench in it. And also uh, we don't shower a lot, um, but so we want to shower before, you know, our next round of videos that we're going to film or whatever. So every few days, but we're running low on water. So now we need to find somewhere where we're going to get water. That can take, that can be a pain sometimes depending on where you're at. So things always change and have kind of different paths that your day can go no matter how well you planned it. Yeah. yeah, that was like seven answers, but... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, I, wanted to, I actually, I, I, I like a lot of the things you said there, balance, I think, being a big one, but I wanted to underscore two things quick. Um, one is you mentioned about Instagram and, you know, kind of we live in that Instagram culture. Everyone thinks like, oh my God, they're the happiest people in the world. They're doing all of them. But the reality is you guys have struggles, right? You have things you're going through and, and you <laughs> yeah. have to deal with and it's not all, you know, glitz and glamour. So I think that's, you know, that's important that you mentioned that is that you don't even maybe get outside as much as you want and, and maybe do some of that, those activities that you like to do. The second thing, though, I think is very valuable is around the side hustle. You know, it's something I'm doing as well. I work a full-time job, but I do the podcast. I do my, my writing, all this stuff to build up to things where I want to go down the road. And it seems like you guys are doing the same thing. It's, hey, we understand we have monetary commitments because we have things we need to support. We can't just, you know, live without money. But at the same time, it's you're building the blog, the YouTube you know, channels, the travel guide, stuff like that, because you see, you know, something greater for yourself down the road. So I think there's that's an important thing to state is you have to put some of that extra time in, um, you know, maybe in that, you know, that six to nine or six to 10 range where otherwise, you know, certainly you don't have to. You can go watch Netflix or do whatever. And, and yeah. you know, I'm not going to fault anyone for that. But if you do want to build something, you have to, unfortunately, um, put in those extra hours, um, you know, and carve those out, you know, and prioritize. So yeah, every day is just grinding every day and like hustling. And, um, you know, to be honest, like you said, it's not perfect lifestyle. Like no one, no one wants to watch us have stressed out moments and watch me cry. Cause I'm so overwhelmed and frustrated. Like, obviously we're going to try to share like the positive things that can maybe bring some joy to other people's life. But we also want to be transparent about it mm -hmm. because it's not easy. And to be honest, like the last month has been crazy hard for us. Probably like one of the hardest like mental struggles that I've had personally. And I've tried to be honest about that because I want people to know, like, just because you get to travel all the time, doesn't mean your life is perfect and fun. And, you know, we are like working like 15 hour days every single day of the week, just trying to, you know, support ourselves, support our passion, still have fun. So it's, it's a lot, but we are so passionate about it that, we're willing to put in the work because we know one day it'll pay off. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, let, let's uh, let's end on this, and you guys can both give an answer here, uh, since I have both of y'all on. Is I always like to ask because I think it's valuable um, things that you've learned over your life. If you could go back and share with your, you know, your teenage self, I, I kind of like to say, what one piece of advice would you give that person that could help them maybe along in their journey, maybe have a little more insight, self, you know reflection, discovery, whatever you want to say. I, I, there's no exact perfect answer here, but what one piece of advice, you know, I'd like to, to say the fun part is it's got to be short and concise to fit on a post-it note. It's got to be very quick where someone can put that up on their computer 
um, every day and look at it. What, what one piece of advice would you guys share um, to that younger person? You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, I think I would go Listen. with, yeah, I think I would go right. with, um, don't be afraid to, I guess, be yourself. I'm, I've always been timid and shy and things like that. Um, and I'm still working on it, coming out of my shell and things like that. And, you know, I, a lot of people have this where, um, you know, they're really kind of, I don't know, they have their walls up when they meet someone. And then over time, you get used to them, things like that, and you open up more. So I think just don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't kind of hold yourself back. I, I would always feel embarrassed to do certain things. And I think, like, you just got to remember, like, no one cares what you're doing. No one, it doesn't matter. Just be yourself and you'll, you'll be more comfortable in the long, long run and um, confident. confident and grow into who you're supposed to be. Go with that. <laughs> My post-it note would say. It's a long post-it note. No, I mean, you had like a little phrase. Like yeah, yeah. Um, I think I would tell myself, don't let it upset you if things don't go according to plan. You know, like I said earlier, like getting laid off from my job was like probably the biggest curveball I've ever been thrown, but it ended up being one of the best things that's ever happened to me. I would have never thought we'd be living in a van right now. Like that was never part of the plan. And it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. So I think I used to get so upset when things would not go according to plan. Like I'd plan out trips and if something went wrong, I would like spiral. Like I wouldn't know what to do because that's not, that wasn't part of the plan. But now I'm like learning to kind of embrace the changes. Like I said, with the Great Smoky Mountain thing, like we had to adapt real fast if we wanted to still have fun on my couple of days off of work. And it ended up being great. So I think just rolling with the, with the changes instead of letting them like upset you so much. And I'm getting better at it. I still need to tell adult Catherine that sometimes, but I'm getting better. <laughs> work in progress. Um, yeah, always. For sure. I tell you what, this was a lot of fun. I, I learned a lot. And this is just cool that what you guys are doing or trying to accomplish and, and, and especially sharing like, you know, you're real, you're authentic, right? You, you have struggled just like the rest of us. Um, so I appreciate you kind of, you know, sharing some of that and that vulnerability there. Uh, where can everyone connect with you online? Where's the best spot for them to, uh, to say hello or follow or what have you? Yeah, we're A plus K, adventures of A plus K.com, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook, I guess. Yeah, Facebook. Plus is spelled out because yeah. they don't let us put a plus sign, so it looks like Adventures of a Plus, but it's Adventures of A Plus K. <laughs> I was going to ask about that. I'm glad yeah. you clarified. <laughs> We've had some people comment. It's, it's hard. Funny thing. Maybe looking back, it wasn't the best name, but at the time, it felt right. So that's okay. Um, this was a lot of fun. Thank you all so much for joining. I appreciate you sharing your story and uh, and look forward to staying connected. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much for having, for having us. Having this was great. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that great interview, and thanks again for stopping by. Um, if you wanted to connect further, please head over to my website, brianondraco.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-O-N-D-R-A-K-O.com, as well as connect with me on Instagram or Twitter, at brianondraco, or search for me on LinkedIn, just brianondraco. Um, I hope you guys have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Take care.